Hi, this is Walter Montero, and you're listening to this week's edition of the Real Estate and Mortgage Show. Hello there, it's Walter Montero. Welcome to uh, this week's edition of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. We're at uh, episode 34. I can't believe it. I guess time flies when you're having fun. Anyway, we I don't know if you've noticed uh, in the feed, but we changed the names of all the uh, podcasts to be episode numbers. And we've done that just to make it easier for you guys to find past episodes if we ever make reference to one in a show or uh, whatever the case may be. I just found the cataloging just to be a little bit easier. So we've changed that up for you just for your easy reference. Anyway... This week, we are talking about step four of the six steps in the home buying process. Step four is offer time. Okay, so this is, uh, this is show time, folks. You've, uh, you've gone through the first three steps, obviously. You've gone through your budgeting. You did all that. You met with the mortgage broker. You got a good handle on your finances. You've sat down with your realtor. You've evaluated your needs, which is, of course, step two. You know exactly what you're looking for. Now you've gone on to step three. You're shopping. You've gone out shopping for your home. You've gone through all those. You've gone through the process of elimination. You're doing your drive-bys, all that kind of stuff. You're not looking at any more four or five houses per appointment. Now you've found what you like, and it's showtime. Okay, so I guess at offer time, the first thing you got to do is, first of all, really determine does the house that you're going to make an offer on meet your needs and if it meets your needs then that's great okay so what the first thing you got to do is um, go back to the office with your realtor and uh, you want to uh, determine its true value okay and one of the ways of doing that is the exact same exercise that a seller goes through when they put it on the market. You want to go through what's called a comparative market analysis so you want to look at of course what's on the market now which in you know obviously in today's market we ha- we're having a real inventory shortage so you know there's probably not a whole lot to sort from but you can take a look at the other properties that you've looked at other properties you've considered and then more importantly what you want to look at is comparable sales now comparable sales you want to look at relatively recent information so you have a good handle on what homes like this have been selling for in the recent past so if you're looking at information that's two months old six months old that's not too bad maybe even as far as a year old okay anything beyond that i wouldn't look at because the data is really irrelevant all right so you want to make sure that your data is good and relevant good and fresh so you can make a decision obviously in a market like we're having right now it's escalating and we think it's escalating at a relatively good pace so just because a property sold for X amount of dollars you know a month ago doesn't mean that it's not worth more now okay so it's certainly something to keep in mind obviously you don't want to go crazy on this but at the same time you got to keep in mind that we are in a up in a, in a move up market okay so an escalating market all right so you've determined the value you've narrowed down what you want to pay for it now it's time to draft the offer so you draft up the offer you want to make your offer conditional on financing you want to make it conditional on inspection conditional on sale of property you know whatever those conditions are so the one thing that uh, that you want to do is you know obviously execute your due diligence and certainly don't include any goofy clauses that you you know that that don't get a chance of of getting accepted by the seller. you can try it if you're the only guy at the table 
okay, the only one making an offer on a house, then it's not a big deal. You can try and and uh, and put in some extra clauses that uh, your realtor may suggest. But if you're in a multiple offer situation, the last thing you want to do is put anything goofy into an offer, okay, and load it up with conditions, okay. Now, I'm not telling you to make offers unconditionally and unless you have the absolute wherewithal to buy that property so if your offer is conditional if you need financing for a property and you you're going to borrow the money you need to make the offer conditional on financing all right if you're unsure about the general condition of the property you need to make it conditional on a home inspection all right now having said that some people will especially if they're going into a multiple offer situation sometimes They'll, you'll even see people move in and, and do a home inspection before they even make an offer. So let's say the offer is being presented tonight at 7 o'clock and uh, you know, you've decided to, through the day that you want to make an offer on this property. I've seen some buyers go out, get a home inspector, get the home inspector in the property right away and, and then that way if, you're, if the buyer is happy with the outcome of the home inspection then they don't even need to include that clause. All right, So it's, it's something for you to consider. Uh, now, I'm getting into multiple offer discussions here that I don't want to get into, uh, but if you want to know more about multiple offers, you can go back and listen to episode 13, which is all about multiple offers. So you can do that at another time. Okay. The next thing you need to know is a deposit. You have to obviously give a deposit when you make an offer. Now, a deposit is typically... Uh, in our area, somewhere between $3,000 to $25,000. It, it just all depends on the purchase price of the property. Typically, they're somewhere around five or ten grand. Okay. Now, you go into the GTA market, <laughs> you're not going to get away with making an offer with a three or $5,000 deposit. Those guys look for big deposits, 50 grand, 75 grand, 100 grand, because, I mean, this is a crazier market, and a lot of times they look for 5%. Okay, so at any rate, it depends where you're making that offer, but that's typically what you're going to be encountered with. Now, a couple things that I just want to bring to your attention with regards to deposits. If your offer is accepted, well, first of all, it depends on how your offer is drafted. Your, if your offer is drafted that you're making a deposit on the, uh, on with the offer where it says herewith, then the deposit needs to be accompanied with the offer. If you're making the deposit upon acceptance of the agreement, which is typically what I recommend because that way we don't get into chasing checks and putting it into trust accounts that we don't need to and all that kind of stuff, then you, you give them the deposit once the offer is accepted. Now, one thing you need to know, as I said, about the deposit, your deposit, if your offer gets accepted, it gets cashed. Okay, it goes into the trust account even before you waive off your conditions. All right. Now, if the deal goes forward, then it's credited towards your purchase price or in other words, your down payment. Okay. If the deal does not go forward, then the deposit typically, typically is returned back to you. Okay. Now, one thing to keep in mind here is most people, when they give deposits, they give it to us in a check format. Okay. So, that means that that check needs to clear before that broker on the other side, so the listing broker, can give you your money back if the deal collapses. And we've seen this many times where, you know, somebody makes an offer, the deal doesn't fly because of maybe condition on financing wasn't met or the conditional inspection didn't go as well as planned, and then the buyer's got his hand out for the deposit back. Absolutely, he's entitled to it. But then 
the the listing agent is slow on giving that deposit back because it was given to them in a check format and they don't know if the check is cleared or not. So if you want your money back right away, you give your deposit in a uh, bank draft format or a certified check or you know a money order, something along those lines. Okay, so if you want your deposit back right away, that's the way you do it. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait for it to come back. Okay, so anyway, just that's just a little bit about the deposit. Then you want to discuss your strategy on how you're going to handle this offer. I can tell you right now, unless you're offering, planning on offering full price, which if the property is priced right, by the way, is probably not a bad idea to do because in this market you want to lock it up and get it done. Okay, but if you're planning on negotiating price with the offer, then obviously you want to discuss a strategy with your with your cooperating agent. And this is really important. This is why it's important to deal with a local agent. Okay, because a lot of agents, these agents do deal with each other all the time. So it's different, different agents have different strategies on how they do business. So you know when you deal with a local agent he may have a handle on how that listing agent typically likes to handle business uh, you know if they counter everything or how they're gonna handle an offer you know that sort of thing so you want to discuss the strategy what kind of strategy you're gonna be using in terms of making your offer on your property okay conditions we talked about conditions obviously conditional financing and inspection is certainly a prudent two prudent conditions to include uh, if you may want to go conditional on sale of property uh, you know you maybe all, all kinds of things if you're buying something in the country you may make it conditional on you know the outcome of a water test and getting the the uh, the septic system tested all that kind of stuff okay so the the key here is to protect yourself so you don't put yourself in danger but at the same time not load your offer up so much with so many conditions that the buyer the seller is going to say you know give me a break come back when you're serious okay then the next thing you want to do is you obviously want to get your offer dealt with as soon as possible because as I said the last thing you want to do is be in a multiple offer situation and if you're in a multiple offer situation then it's a different strategy back to number 13 okay but the ideal situation is be, not to be in a multiple offer situation at all. So that way you're just dealing directly with the seller, hacking out a deal, negotiating it, and hopefully getting it accepted. All right. So that uh, basically in a nutshell, I think we're just uh, a little over 10 minutes. That in a nutshell is the uh, process of offer time. Next week, what we're going to be talking about is what happens after your offer is accepted. All right, folks, thanks very much for your time this week, and I hope you have a good one. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of the Real Estate Mortgage Show. If you have any real estate questions, please direct them to me at 519-624-9222 or walter at MaximumResults.ca, or you can find me online at www.cambridgehouses.com. If your interests are in mortgages, please feel free to call 519-624-9222 or email Karen at Karen at MaximumResults.ca or you can find her online at www.m as in Mary, r as in Roger, financial.ca. Thanks again for listening and I hope you have a great week.